0: evening and welcome once again to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes show going i Mr. Warren Hayes I don't know why I suddenly got really aggressive I'm really happy to be here once again on another Thursday evening in fact uh November 18 2021 my god man for all all my pals in the United States Thanksgiving is literally a week, a week away and then we're going to move head on into the holidays like into the, the Christmas era of the year uh man time flies it flies but it it's you know what not only does it fly but these days it soars it soars and 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 just glides above the clouds that is everything terrible because we are going to be talking about professional wrestling tonight, which is what I usually do here on the Mr. Warren Hayes Show, live every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific, on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. That's where I record the stuff. This is, you know, that's when I set myself up, get everything fired up, and yeah, I do this Stream of consciousness. I got a few notes here set up, and we're just ready to go talking about the weekend wrestling. And I appreciate you t- tuning. And I appreciate the people joining me live here tonight to 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 join along with my thoughts, share some thoughts themselves in the in the in the very very alive uh, 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 chat room that I have on every Thursday night because we've got the Robert Larry. Here again as well. Always, you know, the the original, the OG crew, like the first, not the OG, but the what's the word I'm looking for? The 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 crew that are always here first every week. Kelly Tongis, Robert Larry, good to see you. I think I and I did see Tim Traver here too. Nice to see you, Tim Traver, good friend of the show. Nice to see you. We also got uh Justin Firestein, who's here as well. Nice to see you, Justin. Welcome to the show. Got our boy Ben Phantomark82. Where should you follow Phantomark82? YouTube.com slash Phantomark82. Facebook.com Phantomark82. Because he does fantastic synthwave, chill wave music. And he he's so generous, he allows me to use it uh for my pre my pre roll when I'm getting everything set up, the last few checks and whatnot. Follow Ben. Follow phantomark 82 that's what you do. Thank you very much, Ben, for being here once again. We've also got Mark Forbes, who's here. Nice to see you, Mark. Dylan McKenzie, hello. And look at that. We've got Conrad from Everything Pro Wrestling joining me here as well. Nice to see you, Conrad. Um, I'm gonna talk about you in a second. I just don't wanna b- break the usual rhythm here. I'm, vi- you know, I I I, le- I like my routines. What are you gonna do? I, I You know, I, I, I stick to the script in some regard. Look, thank you everyone for joining us, for joining me here live on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. If you're already into it, if you're already enjoying everything that I'm doing right now, which is basically shouting people out who are taking time out of their Thursday night to come and hang out here. If you like that already, give the video a thumbs up. If you want to wait a little later to see how things go, you can do that as well. But you know, regardless, do consider doing it because it helps out a great deal. Uh, and if you're watching this on demand as well uh absolutely give it a a a, a like too that kind of stuff it's it's really really important to the success of the show getting the show out there even even more and more so please fantastic and if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast application you can show some love there as well a review a five-star review those things like you know Apple's like, oh, people really like this guy. We should uh, push him forward. Uh, uh, some follows uh, on Spotify, on Stitcher and all that stuff. Whatever you can do to show some love there as well. Thank you very much. And I appreciate very much all of you listening to this on the audio side of the uh, the world of podcasting. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I also thank you very much for visiting belltobells.com. That's your women's wrestling wire dot com. We also have tons of wonderful interviews uh, over at YouTube.com slash Bell to Bells. That stuff is fantastic. I've got, I spoke to so many fantastic women over the past uh, couple of months. Fantastic, pr- talented wrestlers. Go check that out. And of course, follow us on Twitter at Bell to Bells, uh, Twitter at dot .com at Bell to Bells. Or not .com on Twitter, but is it? Look, ah, I'm confused. I put that in the Discord today that I'm confused, and someone had the balls to say this is a Nevergreen post. So join the Mister Warren Hayes Discord, and then you can you can backhandedly insult me like that as well. <laughs> the link is in the description. Uh the Discord is a fun place. It's a fun time. It's a nice little oasis from all the nonsense. Good people, fun things, fun conversation. Uh c- come check it out. Absolutely come check it out whenever you get an opportunity. Appreciate it. Um let's see here. Oh, uh also, uh, uh on top of uh, on top of it all, right? Um don't forget Uh, well, not don't forget, but here's the thing. You know, I I always, I often talk about, you know, becoming a member of the Mr. Warren Hay Show because that's always a great way to show some support as well. You know, you become a member of the show, of the channel, I should say, show some support for the show, and you get to join us. uh, Once I'm done here, I always do a post-show, right? Every Thursday night after the main show, I do a post-show. And you know what I'm doing on the post-show tonight? I'm doing something special. We're doing, I, I am recording my, WWE Survivor Series 2021 prediction show. I'm going to be doing that immediately when we're done for members only. It's going to be recorded. We're gonna. I'm going to release it this weekend for the population. But if you want to come and join us and watch it live, you become a member. Become a member right now. And as soon as I'm done in the mainstream, we hop over to the to uh, on the membership side, and you'll get to join in here. And when I say we, I'm not just talking about me and the members. I actually I have a guest. I have he's here in the chat he popped up and I was like hey there he is but yeah you know, um Conrad from everything pro wrestling is going to be joining me tonight and we are going to be talking about Survivor Series uh my god man like if you want to hear me rant about you know I don't want to give any spoilers because I'm saving this for the members tonight if you want to come and hear me go off on certain things related to survivor series please do come join us uh it should be a good time it'll be fun and you know I'm gonna uh, try and keep the interactivity going with uh with uh, the uh the members as well should be should be a good time should be a fun fun time uh I'm really glad Conrad Conrad and I have been trying to get get this going together and we just have really incompatible schedules. It's Conrad's kind of, a good dude. And and we, we've been trying to do this for a while and then at some point it's like, look, do you want Can you come and do this like at, you know, at the worst possible time, like at 11 p.m. Eastern, you know? And he said, "Sure." And I was like, "Okay, cool. Let's do it." <laughs> so I'm glad he's going to be there. It's, it Should be a lot of fun. Become a member today and then you can join us tonight in the chat, in the Discord. Discord calls coming in. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a lot of fun. Going to be a lot of fun. You can also leave a super chat as we go along here. And I will read your question or comment live on the air as we're going around, as we're going around town, along the town, up and downtown. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. So once once I start getting into that mood, I think the very, I I think the the most logical thing for me to do at this point is to just move on and get things started. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the weekly wrestling inspection. (laughs) Did not spill my water this week. For those of you who are following uh, the lore of the Mister Warren Hayes show, last week sp- spilled this entire glass of water just like a couple of minutes before coming on air. No, um, did not do it this week. I'm a pro. I'm a pro. A pro learns from his mistakes. You 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 screw up, something bad happens. You're like, all right, you know what? I'm. Uh, uh, it's okay. I'm going to learn from this and I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> that's what, that's what pearls do. No more water spilling. Mm-mm. So um, this week, once again, as I usually do, um, or sometimes do, I don't want to say usually, oftentimes do, I uh, drop a fantastic poll uh, for the live crowd here, asking them what they uh, would like me to talk about first tonight and I uh, I had asked them do do would you would you like me to talk about New Japan's uh, g- give an update on new Japan's uh, uh, uh best of super Juniors tournament that's going on right now I said uh, nope zero percent people vote for that do you want us, do you want me to start by talking about uh, the Charlotte Flair Becky Lynch stuff zero percent uh said no uh, yeah no, no. I, we don't want you to we don't want you to talk about that uh to begin with so i said uh, well do you want me to do my full gear review and hundred percent of peoples have decided that that's what they wanted me to start off the show with this week and woo, nelly let's go right ahead and talk about this fantastic pay-per-view now Straight off the gate, I'm here, I'm sure you're, you're, first of all, no, actually straight off the gate, hello to fifth generation Carney Joseph with it. Welcome to the chat, sir. Welcome to the chat. So this is what we're gonna start talking about. Now, the the, the main question, like the one that I'm sure is burning inside you right now, like a conflagration of, uh, a conflagration, that's the word, right? Conflagra- conflagration, hang on a second. Conflagration. If I could spell that, it'd go better. Conflagration. Yes, it is. Conflagration, yes. The the conflagration that is consuming your insides right now, I am convinced of this, ladies and gentlemen. You are asking, you are asking yourself, you say, you're saying, Warren, did you think that full gear was a better pay-per-view than All Out 2021? And I'm the, the answer to this is a resounding, not a resounding, but it's a very clear-cut no. I don't think it's a better show overall than uh, than All Out was. I think All Out was special. It was lightning in a bottle. Everything connected. Everything made sense. That said, Full Gear is absolutely not a terrible show. Let's We're just comparing to the cream of the crop here, right? When you're comparing to like, you know, the, the 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 top the tippy top tip tops you know it's like everything is going to be a little not quite as good beneath it but full gear is a far cry from being a bad show this was a very entertaining pay-per-view event extravaganza i would say let's get talking about it we'll get into the message and, and chat let me know what you think did you think what did you prefer full gear or all out i want to know that kind of stuff is uh interesting to me. I like to I like to keep my finger on the pulse of the wrestling viewer. That's how this is how you take the pulse out of someone for out of someone. Yes, this is how you take it out of someone. This is how you take someone's pulse. In movies in Hollywood, you know, they're like they do this, you know, and they do that, right? Mhm. Right, but that's that's movie magic. That's movie making. In real life, this is how you check if someone's still alive. Because eventually, someone's gonna go, "Ow, cut that out." <laughs> Mohammed Suleiman, nice to see you. And Swiss Roll Chris, good to see you too. Welcome, welcome to my CPR lessons. This is what we're doing tonight. Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa defeated Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose in the uh, buy-in, uh, and uh, and hello J.K. Schwal, and hello Dylan McKenzie. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, okay, uh, yeah. So this was the buy-in match. Uh, fun little match. Look, I, I, and I'm going to talk. I'm going to reserve most of my commentary regarding this match for a little later on uh, as we're discussing the card. But fun match to open things up this was obviously quite clearly a preview of uh, the upcoming uh tbs title tournament uh uh matches that are being uh th- that were being set up for us we have ikarushida versus Nala rose that happened this week on dynamite i'll be talking about that thunder rosa versus jamie hater is going to be coming up uh probably next week since we're getting jade versus red velvet uh on uh, on friday um so yeah let so let, let's see uh let's see how this uh we'll see how this goes but it, this is what it was right just setting up getting people hyped for it uh for for all these women who are involved in the tournament in in, in one form or another but again i'll i'm going to be talking about this a, a little later fun little match to start things off hot you know get the crowd into it baby faces win yada 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 uh, first official match of the Puppar View card. Piper View. Hello, Pete Davies. Hello, Mr. Fantastic. Welcome to you both. Hope your hope your pulse you guys don't. Right. MJF defeated Darby Allen in what I consider to be the match of the night. Uh despite it all. Despite it all. I th- I think this match on a it hit everything that I love about a pro wrestling match. It really did. MJF came out dressed in purple because this was coming from Minneapolis, the home of Prince, uh, and he came out dressed in purple. And I was like, of course, of course. It was more like a lavender, for being honest. But I'm sure that was a that was a um, that was a shot. Pew. I was like, of course, MJF is going to come out dressed as perennial babyface Prince in his hometown right but this was an excellent an excellent wrestling match mjf is great and there I don't know why there's a bunch of people look I can I can appreciate that uh folks weren't um uh uh, uh aware of mjf's in-ring prowess uh f- because they weren't uh, familiar with his uh with his time in MLW i ca- i can't i can't blame people for not watching a- a- mlw right not because it's a bad not because it's bad um it's just it, j- difficult to uh difficult to to to, to, to find to watch just, you know not necessarily easy um so if you were unfamiliar with mjf you know and you're going like, man, this guy can go. This guy's amazing. How I thought he was a chump. I Even if you were saying this to yourself, Jungle Boy versus MJF at Revolution 2020, I think if my memory serves me right, actually, no. My memory does serve me right. It was my favorite match on the show. It was absolutely fantastic and just blew everything away. It was a good old-fashioned uh, wrestling match, built wonderfully from the heels perspective great stuff just absolutely great stuff and we get a great grappling exchange here to start uh you know we get the missed coffin drop on the apron uh and that you know turns the tides for darby mjf is able to stay get in control here he works his back with all sorts of backbreakers. That insane tombstone on the apron, my God. And then we get an insane coffin drop on the floor. I'm like, Darby, stop Darby. Show some (laughs) self-love. And Sting comes out as he keeps Wardlow and Sean Spears from coming to the ring to try and screw things over. And it all comes to an end. When MJF challenges Darby to hit him across the head with his skateboard, right? Darby refuses, and he's like, "Nah, I'm not gonna do it." But that allows MJF, it, yeah, all this misdirection allows him to put the 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 ring, the diamond ring, on his finger, and he'll Plonk just clocks Darby across the chin and gets the win with a side headlock takeover. As MJF said, he would do. He said, "I could be because remember in the build up, he said Darby's a, Darby's great, but I don't think he's a great pro wrestler. I could beat him with a side headlock takeover, and look at what he did! Look at what he did! <laughs> Fantastic! Love love this match. Absolutely." loved this match I think it had everything everything going for it what a great way to kick off a kick off a pay-per-view oh and you know what I forgot I this is this is what I wanted to check before actually coming in to uh to do and and, and I'm just thinking about it now um I wanted to uh I wanted to check to see how many AEW pay-per-views started with a heel winning the first match cuz I don't think it's happened very often I really don't I don't think I don't think that's happened I I'm pretty sure look I don't want to say that I'm convinced that this is the first time it ever happened but I'm also pretty sure that this is not the first time that it happened I'm, I'm, wait. What am I trying? No. This, 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 I. This is probably. This is probably the first time that it happened. Anyway, we'll see. Uh, let's see what else. Okay, we've got. Uh, well, next match here, oh, right? Yeah. We've got. Swiss so Roll Chris left us a super chat. Thank you very much. Says more releases with a frowny face. <gasps> Is WWE releasing more people right now? Are they being announced? <gasps> no way. And Heather in the chat just posted some. What? 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 WHAT?! John Morrison? John Morrison? No, this can't be real. Hang on. Ah. WHAT?! Hang on a second here. All right. This is this is as live as live podcasting goes here. Oh my god. Okay, hang on. You know what? I'm going to st- <laughs> I'm going to stick to my script for a second. Okay? I'm going to take a breath. And I am going to keep talking. I'm I am going to finish my 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 review here and then I would appreciate anyone who's in the Discord If you can send me, if you can DM me uh, an article with the, that, that contains the names of the people, because the names that I'm seeing here blow my fucking mind. Oh my God. Okay. I'm look, honestly, I'm going to finish my, my full gear review. I think, I think we should go down this, this route. Then we'll come back and we'll, and we'll have some, some live news here. Holy shit balls. Oh, what is wrong? Okay, here we go. Um, let's keep going. AEW World Tag Team uh, title uh, titles were defended successfully by the Lucha Brothers uh, defeating uh, FTR. I-, I thought this was an entertaining uh, match, a strong match. You know, I the the, you know this uh, full gear was happening on the uh, the anniversary of Eddie Guerrero's passing. Of course, Uh, uh, Dax is uh, Dax at some point goes for the three amigos, but he gets interrupted on the last one, which was good. Got a lot of got a great crowd reaction. Ray Phoenix hitting the frog splash was absolutely fantastic. And that got the Eddie Chance going in the arena as well. That was amazing. And you know what? Lute, the Lucha Bros, here's my thing. The Lucha Bros are exciting and they know what to do to excite a crowd. And they're, they're just explosive like that, right? I think You know, FTR to a degree, FTR are very good. and But I, I feel like recently their work has been hit or miss. And I'm not, like this match was a strong match. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. Thought it was very good, you know. And if FTR here were playing more of a uh, if if if, if uh, FTR were playing more of a solid heel uh, group here, a solid heel duo here, I think that uh, it, it paired off, it squared off wonderfully with um, uh, with these two dudes here, the Lucha Bros. It was alright, it was fun, but maybe too much of a styles clash. I don't know maybe too much then we had the finals of the AEW World Title Eliminator tournament Brian Danielson defeated Miro by referee's decision um commentary noted right that Danielson never defeated Miro never ever defeated Miro uh and uh this was um uh and this was fantastic yeah, th- that they mentioned it. And it goes into a thought that I had that I, well, I can't remember who actually told me. It's been a couple of weeks, but I mean, like, it's something that I have noticed. And a lot of people have been noticing that the lore of AEW, right? Is the lore of wrestling, like wherever you've been, whatever you've done, that's the lore that you work with. You're not in some like hermetic bubble, you know, where, where actually lore and history can be retconned uh, in whichever, whichever, which way you want, right, Um, the, um, but when you get to, so when you get to this point, and they're mentioning, you know, Miro is, uh, Brian Danielson has never defeated Miro, I'm like, okay, cool, that's, that's great, and that's all you really needed to know, Didn't necessarily have to say in WWE. We all got the reference. We all know what we were talking about. And I like it. I like that what happens outside of AEW isn't necessarily, uh, isn't uh, tossed aside, right? I like that. This was a big match with a big match feel. Miro's, and here's the story of the match here. The Miro is a monster. Danielson has no quit in him. Miro can beat you up. Danielson can tear you down that those those were the styles that were going head to head here and it worked I liked it I thought it was a I thought it was a good strong match I was expecting something maybe a little more violent I I think that that was that that was I, I we probably would have got something a little more violent but you know I liked it I thought I thought it was fun strong match Then we had the Falls Count Anywhere match between uh, where Christian Cage and Dino210 defeated the Super Click, Adam Cole, Matt, and the the Jacksons, aka the Young Bucks. I thought this was fun. I thought this was really fun. Bunch of crazy spots, some fun plundering. Christian Cage dropping off a ledge onto Mac Jackson when they were in the crowd. I thought that was dope. There's thumbtacks that were pulled out, put into Jungle Boy's mouth, and they did the, you know, the 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 kiss thing, you know, the, where the Bucks kiss uh, Adam. Cole, you know, they, they, that was fun. I liked it. Uh, I I thought it was a fun. I thought it was a fun one. Uh, triple BTE trigger on the stage on Luchasaurus, right? Who also gets thrown off the stage as well. That was a lot of fun. And Jungle Boy gets the win by hitting a concerto on Matt, and that was part of the story here you know jungle cuz jungle boy had refused you know to do any kind of mean nasty hardcore shenanigans right he had he had sort of avoided doing it but at this point here this was a lot of fun that he was able to that he found the courage to do it and i think moving forward you know everyone keeps saying you know well when are we going to talk about jack you know jungle boy and the you know the main event thing when is he going to start going on a singles run, when is he going to start winning titles? Maybe this is the the, the start of point. Maybe this is where, you know, Jungle Boy, like I, I really believe that jungle, the, the minute we start calling him Jack Perry officially, right? Or Jungle Boy Jack Perry as, you know, jr you know keeps ramming down our throats but the minute that he does that switch where he abandons the jungle boy stuff and moves on i think that's where it's really going to be that's really where it's going to take charge maybe in this circumstance here you know the entirety of jungle boy for the time being right now has all been about learning i think he's you know he's been Learning how to uh, how to position himself and how to become how to get to that next level, and I think that by accepting the fact that he has to occasionally pull out a concerto in these do or die types of situations, I think this is part of that learning process and this long-term storytelling that will uh, that that eventually will become that umbrella under which Jungle Boy is going to evolve into a big-time player because it's inevitable. It's inevitable that he's going to be a big-time player. the company of course he is it was good stuff i like i i thought it was a lot of fun it was really a lot of fun uh cody rhodes and pack defeated andrade elito and malachi black um okay so this match really didn't belong on the pay-per-view and it didn't feel like a pay-per-view match it felt like a good dynamite match Mm-hmm, something that you'd find that would be an easy watch on a Friday night rampage, but this did not belong on the pay-per-view. And, uh... You know, even right down to the finish, you know, where FTR gets involved because Pinnacle is still selling FTR's services to, to Andrade, and, and there was a lot of can-they-coexist bullshit here, which is, you know, exactly that bullshit. Um... You know, and and, look about the can they coexist as partners thing, right? It's driven into the ground, and I've you know I've seen quite a few people tell me or tell other people as well. Mostly, you know, it's like, well, oh well, AEW doesn't do it very often, so I'll give them a pass. Now I'm not going to give them a pass. I think this kind of storyline, I think this sucks because it's a trope, right? And regard and look. If AEW is going to lean into the universal lore of wrestling, I think at the same time, uh, they need to lean into the universal tropes of wrestling and be like, well, right now, this can they coexist stuff is is being driven into the ground by these other guys. Maybe we can try something else. And to a degree, I expect AEW to come up with more creative ideas than the stuff that wwe has been driving down our throats for the past uh for the past few years right it was you know it's the same thought process that accompanies my dislike of the contract signing on uh on the 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 dynamite go home i i didn't care for it and i still think it's a i I think it's an uncreative trope and here i don't think it really added any i don't think the coexists can the can the the misaligned partners coexist thing is very, very exhausted in the minds of a lot of wrestling fans. And uh, I would have assumed AEW to be a little more hip to this. And it's not because they don't do it a lot that they should be given a pass. I'm still going to criticize it. I thought it was, I don't think it's good creative. I think it's dull and I don't think it was done in a, in a way that makes it all that more creative than what WWE does it. Um, and as far as this match on belonging on the pay per view, look, coming back to the buy in match where you had Sheeta and uh, and Rosa Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose, uh, I think that in both these, I think that that match, the women's match, which without necessarily having stakes, did have implications of a very immediate storyline, I guess, or at least something to do on the main card with the tournament. That match felt like it belonged on the main card. If only because all of these women are involved right now on the, uh, in the uh, TBS title tournament. And that's not to say that, look, I don't know how the pay-per-view pay structure goes for AEW I'm not going to pretend that I know but if if what WWE does is any indication well if you're booked on a pay-per-view and you get a little bump uh salary wise right you get you get a little more you get you get an extra little kick um moving forward here um when with that appearance uh I also heard that you know if you're on the pre-show of a pay-per-view in WWE you you do get a little more money, but not as much as if you're, you're booked on the main card. Look, if only for a question of money, money, they could have put the all of these four women on the main card, two of whom are former world champions, right? And Thunder Rosa, who is super over as a babyface male or female right now. Jamie Hayter's fantastic. They could have bumped this up onto the main card. And they could have put, you know, the can they coexist match on on the pre-show because I don't it didn't feel special. It, they didn't wrestle like it meant something special. It was just it's something that really belonged on a dynamite or a rampage. And I think we would have been all satisfied this year. This match sort of came out of nowhere. And it, it and it was wrestled as if it came out of nowhere. I want to say hello to Rick Poling and Diego Rafael Solis Rivera. Welcome to the chat, gentlemen. Uh, and of course, you know the the the, the Cody being booed stuff. All well, that's that's just unique in and about itself. That's you know Cody's not going. You know, people are always like, and I, I, I can't stress this enough. I can't push this home enough. I mean, well, when is Cody going to turn heel? Cody's not a heel. Cody doesn't consider himself a heel, and he's not perceived as a heel. Cody doesn't come out of the heel tunnel. He doesn't come out of the babyface tunnel. Where does he come out? Straight down the middle. And it's the same thing with Malachi Black. Comes out straight down the middle. They're two sides of the same coin, essentially. They're both like neutral. Like they're both chaotic neutral to a degree. Maybe maybe Cody is a is lawful neutral, and 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 uh, Malachi Black is is is, is chaotic neutral. That's essentially what they are. Uh, yeah, I'm pulling out my, my D&D speak here. Be impressed. Um, so so Cody Cody's not going, there's no point in him turning because he's neither. He's not a baby face nor a heel. He's never positioned himself that way. He's only been in matches where he was expected to get certain reactions. But there's no point in turning him. Just let the crowd react whatever way they want to react. He's not going to change. And there's no reason to. Because don't don't kid yourselves. The reactions that he's getting right now, they're the reactions they want him to get. They're fine with it. So whether he's a healer or a babyface, he's just getting the reactions that uh, that he wants, and that's it. The AEW women's world title was defended successfully by Dr. Britt Baker as she defeated Ty Conti. Ty, who has had the support of the Mister Warren Hayes Show Discord, of course, but couldn't quite put it out. This was Ty Conti's not only her biggest and best match to date. No, it was her. No, that what was I gonna say? It was her. Not only was it her biggest match to date, date, but uh, uh Ooh, but yeah. a, uh, her biggest match, but also her best match to date. And look. I thought she did fantastically. This was a bit of a final exam. I don't remember who said that, but I thought it was a very good, a salient way to sum it up. This was her final exam as far as how far she's come from being mired in the PC to blossoming in uh, AEW as a legitimate uh, competitor, a a wrestler that, you know, shackles removed, let's go kind of thing. Uh, And... um, Uh, And I think she, I think she pulled it off. I think she, there are, there are things when you are put in a big time title match like this that she will develop as she gains more and more experience, right? Because, you know presentation you know the drama stretching out dragging out the juice of a good in-ring story that comes with experience and that comes with doing get being put in these types of matches so you know was Ty Conti ready to be put in this match yes um because if she she because she's over first and foremost uh she has developed tremendously as a wrestler I think that as far as giving brit a you know a a bit of a stepping stone contender because no one expected tai to win right no I, that wouldn't have made sense it's, i think you could have done a lot worse this this turned out to be a really good match she, look hey oi tai even pulled out a, a, a gotch style pile driver right she's honoring minoru suzuki then a couple of weeks later she's taking pictures with tomohiro ishii backstage right look. Well, Someone wants to go to Japan, and hell yeah, she should. Could you imagine Conchi just kicking the shit out of people in stardom? Oh, or in TGPW? But hi, <laughs> Britt hit an air raid crash off the apron. Just good stuff, solid match. Nothing that burned the house down, but a solid wrestling match from these two ladies. And Ty... This is the thing is that Ty Conti is only going to get better. She is only going to continue improving. Folks, holy hell. CM Punk defeated Eddie Kingston. Oh, wait a second. Before we move on, Anakin, JMT left us a super chat. Thank you very much, Anakin. I appreciate. Says, uh, so many dorks telling me Cody deserved to be on the main card over the women. SMH. Look. Cody is unquestionably one of the most polarizing wrestling figures we have out there right now, right? Um, But um, there was no reason for this match to be on the card. There was nothing compared. I think putting Cody Black 3 on the pay-per-view would have made a lot of sense. This match did not make sense, and it did not feel like a big time match. It just felt thrown together. Bunch of guys getting a payday. Good for them. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, when, when, when the, the the hustle is real, and I respect it. This I, this this was a there was room for another women's match here over over this the perfect buy in match too. And I, yeah, all there's always going to be people right Anakin there's always going to be people <laughs> oh yeah but Eddie P- Kingston lost to CM Punk and here's the I love this match and I'm debating whether if it's my second or third most favorite match on the card I'm not quite sure yet because this is another pay-per-view success for CM Punk where the storytelling does all the work. And this is something that we're not this is something that CM Punk excels at. And it is his it is his in-ring storytelling cuz every match he's had so far in AEW has not been a five-star classic hasn't been, you know, the the match that tore down the house that, you know, blew people's minds. He didn't blow our minds with his work rate. It's nothing like that. CM Punk communicates a match. That's what he does. He makes you feel about this match, makes you give a shit about what's going on. Give him Eddie Kingston, who is capable of doing the exact same thing. And look at what we got here from the pre-fist, the pre-bill backfist that Eddie Kingston used to body CM Punk, right into Punk putting on, using, delivering, <laughs> the best go to sleep he's hit since returning. It was all visceral, authentic. Yes, they did a fantastic job with that legendary promo two weeks ago on Rampage and the buildup and you know, the timing of Eddie's uh, uh, um article as well going over his 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 journey his struggles his mental health issues this whole story leading up to this was very clear but we got to this point where it's like these guys where we believed it and i i i am privy to believe that there is some some sour grapes here between kingston and punk i'm not ready to say that they're chum best friends top top buddies Uh, Phil has a reputation Uh, from years and years in the business of you know doing what's best for Phil that's his reputation and okay that's fine Uh, as I said if he's on a redemption tour and he wants to you know make uh, make amends and, and, and rebuild some bridges that's good for him if you're gonna do if you're gonna do this tour that's fine my point being here is that I'm, without saying that these guys outright hate each other, I'm willing to believe that there is some bad blood that still exists between them. And they were able to convey that in this match because it felt real, it felt authentic and visceral that they don't like each other. To the point that CM Punk gets busted open in the most fantastic visual, and Eddie flipping him off at every occasion that he got. And I swear, guys and gals and non-binary pals, Eddie Kingston is the modern day Dusty Rhodes. That is the only and best comparison that I have. And it makes complete sense. He is the everyman. He is the guy who has struggled for everything he's got. He struggled against others trying to push him down. He struggled against himself. Struggled against his own dark desires. But he made it. He scratched and crawled as when he was ready to give it all up he was ready to just toss it all away but he never said die and if that isn't the most 21st century thing right now the most basic 21st century uh, narrative i don't know what is eddie can and because on top of that he cuts he can cut he, he cuts real emotional promos every single time That's what he is, man. Then we had the 10-man Minneapolis street fight. Look, I am not going to spend a lot of time on this because this was not my, this, this uh, this was not the A1 sauce that I needed on my hamburger. Do you put A1 sauce on your hamburger or steak? Does everyone know what A1 sauce is? I feel like A1, A1 sauce is, very commonwealthy-ish, commonwealth-ish. Like I know, you know, and in Canada, we know it a lot. Like, I don't know. I don't know if my analogy is really good. Steak sauce. It's not the steak sauce I wanted on my steak. It wasn't half as bad as what I thought. But my fears that Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky were not going to come out of this looking better than when they went in Uh, still have to be assuaged because as it stands right now, uh, we didn't see either guy on Dynamite this week, which is okay. They got another show, Rampage, right? I don't know what Paige and Sky are going to be winning here. I don't know what they've gained. I I don't see it yet because the Inner Circle won. And of course they were going to win they weren't going to let the jim cornette incarnate win this match what are you talking about i mean the spots were f- you know with with lambert were fun very old school managerial you know cheesy stuff It's fine i had a giggle but um uh, i mean clearly this was a palate cleanser for the main event right between Kingston Kingston Punk and our main event which we are going to talk about where Hangman Adam Page defeated Kenny Omega to become the new AEW World Champion and stop saying world heavyweight champion there are no weight classes in AEW That's one that that's a dork who challenged me Earlier this week on Twitter, I was like, oh, because I, I was asking, mm-hmm. just, I just wanted to get some opinions, right? Should Hiromu Takahashi become a, uh, do you think that Hiromu Takahashi will ever become a transition to a heavyweight, which is possible? Got a lot of very interesting opinions. And one guy says, oh, he just has to go to AEW and uh, all the vanilla midgets are considered heavyweights there. I'm like, bro, there are no, there are no weight divisions in AEW. There aren't. Well, there's, uh, there's none in WWE either. There's not a heavyweight title. There's a cruiserweight title. There's weight divisions. Anyway, this one was the... This one, the big one, this match here, Paige, Omega, the real deal. And what will forever make this match special, friends, is the story of Hangman Page, One that started with him... Failing, not, not only failing, and we're going back to 2019, not only failing at capturing the AEW world title, but failing at becoming the top babyface, becoming the top guy, the guy that everyone was going to latch on to. Started with him trying to find acceptance, then with his friends and that didn't work out. His friends were going off on other paths. He couldn't relate to that. He needed something more real. They were, they had these grandiose ideas. He just couldn't relate to it. He needed something that he could connect to. And he finds it in cowboy shit. And he gave us the definition of what it is. And then he hits the pinnacle of the company. And that's, that is the story that is going to stick. That's what's going to make this match fondly remembered by AEW fans. And this was a this was an extremely good match. We got a lot of Don Callis nonsense to begin with, early on, which which grinded my gears. But I understood why it was grinding my gears. But it's it grinded my gears. I felt there was a little too much of it to begin with. Then we got they start hitting the spots. Man, Page hits the moonsault to the floor. Omega hits a a a, a huge sunset flip power bomb off the top rope. Dragon suplexes everywhere. He, I think he even does one on the apron, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, then Paige hits that insane moonsault fallaway slam, right? Which was just mwah, fantastic stuff. Uh, and then uh, we start getting into the end sequence here. Paige goes for the buckshot lariat. Omega pulls the referee in the way. Uh, we start getting V triggers from Omega. Then... The young bucks come out, and then uh, you know I started like, oh motherfucker, you know. And the bucks come out. You have Matt Jackson goes on one end of the ring, Nick Jackson goes on to the other, and the bucks had opportunities to get involved in the match to interfere, keeping Omega from doing buckshot lariats on, uh, on on Kenny Omega, but they 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 didn't. They sort of just looked at him and it's like, oh, we're good. No, we're good. They both did it. And that's significant. It's significant because if you go back to some of, some BTEs from a while back, you've got Hangman Page asking the Bucks to come to, would you guys come to, would you guys accompany me to the ring? I'd love you to be in my corner. Kind of like what you did to Kenny Omega when, he comes out for a big match. Like when he won the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, you guys were in his corner. Can you come and do that with me? And he said, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. No, we'll do it. We'll do it. But they didn't. They never were in his corner. But that night, the Bucks were in Paige's corner. And he won. He hits a two buckshot lariats, covers Kenny for an explosive win. And it was the moment. It was the moment. And... He could have bent over backwards trying to figure out what the hell these guys were up to, right? He could have uh, to figure out ways for Omega to retain the title. But sincerely and truly, there was no other outcome here. There was absolutely no other outcome. And ultimately, you know what I learned here? Pay it off. It's not, it's not, this is what the default answer to anyone who tells you about a shitty storyline, something that you you don't see where this is going, where you see an angle, you see something happening, you're like, I don't understand, this looks stupid. Someone says, let it play out. And you said, no, no, I want it to pay off. Because that's what we got. We got a story from a guy. And look, if if Hangman Page is not the embodiment of AEW, I don't know what it is. AEW starting off. Coming in, people are excited. And that first, those first few months, that first fall in 2019, very uneven. Not, not necessarily great stuff, very confusing. But it starts off just like Page. Page very confused. Things aren't working out. And as the promotion starts getting bigger and more successful and being successful in the ratings and so on and so forth, so does Hangman Adam Page. And right now AEW is at a, a wonderful spot. It's in a wonderful spot as a business goes. So does Adam Page. Good show. I enjoyed it. Oh, Nelly. Are you ready for this? I'm gonna talk about uh I'm gonna talk about the releases. I'm missing. It. I wanted I I'll try to talk about dynamite last night, but uh the releases are happening or have happened or are still ongoing. As it stands right now, it is being reported it's from Fightful that John Morrison, top dollar. Ashante Adonis, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Drake Maverick, Shane Thorne, and Jackson Riker have all been released with John Laurinaitis, good old Johnny Ace, citing a budget cuts in the email that was sent to terminate. An email. An email. Okay. Are you ready for this? I'm get I'm already getting hot under the collar. I'm taking my cardigan on off. By the way, don't forget, become a member of the Mr. Warren A show channel once we're done here, after we're done survivor series. Predictions. That's what we're talking about. On Tegan Knox. Is Tegan Knox really yes, yeah, Tegan Knox. Jesus Christ. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna start with Tegan Knox. I'm gonna start straight off the bat with Tegan Knox because this. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so Tegan Knox, as you will recall, was a competitor in the original uh in the original uh um uh, 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 May Young Classic. There we go. I'll get the words out. She was a competitor in, a, in the original May uh, uh, May Young Classic. Blew out her knees, right? She comes back for a second for a second try, gets injured again, and they do this whole thing with her. Do you remember? She was fighting Rhea Ripley when she got the when she when she got to her original injury. If I'm not mistaken. was it the original? I think it was the original. She was fighting, she was fighting Rhea Ripley. And what did Rhea Ripley do? Rhea Ripley, who was a heel at the time, did the the perfect heel thing. She took to Twitter and she took credit for the injury. And she was like, "Ha ha ha, you dumb bitch," or whatever. She didn't say "you dumb bitch," but it's like, "I took you out." I'm the one who's, who shelved you, you're out of here. And in the meantime, WWE does videos where they show Tegan crying backstage, doing all the things, and then later on, you know, uh, doing the inspirational comeback story, do, showing videos of her in, 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 physio, in physical therapy, uh, trying to get back on her legs, literally. Uh, Triple H there, you know, encouraging her and hugging her and saying, yeah, you got this, you got this kid, you know, kind of thing. And we're all looking at this and we're saying, they have a built-in feud for her return. It is built in. They have the, everything in their possession right now to create an extraordinary baby face out of Tegan Knox. And what do they do? <laughs> now on top of that, they bring her back. They do the war games thing with, with Dakota Kai because they're all chummy. And then they have Dakota Kai do one of the best heel turns in company, in recent company history Just coming out of nowhere and destroying Tegan, destroying her. And they can't capitalize on that either. They don't know what to do with her. Creative's got nothing for you, sister, sorry. And probably the best thing, the best thing that they could have come up with for her, creatively speaking, in their brain worm environment, is to have her come up to main roster with Shotzi Blackheart, fucking Shotzi Blackheart, who is a charisma bomb with the tank. They're wearing leather. They're coming down. They're two like little little spitfires, right? And they fighting for a shot at the titles and so on and so forth. And they still break up the tag team and they're like, eh, well, whatever. Now they fire her. They fire someone who legitimately, legitimately did not stand a chance. And this is what, this is what pisses us off. When I say us, us who watch WWE and cannot comprehend the shit ass decisions they make. Tegan Knox is a wrestler who had all the, uh, who delivered all the opportunities to WWE to make something with her. Cause she had, she still has it. She can still wrestle. She can still go. She's fantastic. She's got that baby face charisma. She's got it. Well, we don't know what to do with her. How do you oh, not yeah. know what to do? When you have all, when you lined, when fate, it's not even Tegan herself. It's not even WWE. Fate lined all this shit up and you can't do anything. This is what pisses us off because you end up with this fantastic talent in your hands and you don't know what to do. Do with it? Are you kidding? Then again, they, I am not surprised. These are the same people who are saying to themselves right now, sitting around with their notes and their pens on their, you know, on their little notepads, going, "Shotsy Blackheart as a heel. That's gold, pal." And they're all sitting around patting themselves on the back and saying, "Yeah." Shotzi Blackheart has a heel. That's a fucking good move. It's the same people. Uh, And then, and then it's like, well, Shotzi can't get herself over. Tegan never had a chance. She never was given what, and it's not even a question of she never grabbed the brass ring or whatever the fuck. She didn't, they didn't even give her the opportunity to slide through the door to try and get a chance. She's probably gonna go back to Nixon Newell, which is fine, which is what I, I knew her as, and I was like, Tegan Knox is kind of weird. Nixon Newell, she's like ultimately she's going to be fine. Don't get me wrong. I'm not crying on on her firing because I, I I'm not- I'm not crying over her being fired right now because she's like, because I'm like, She's going to be okay. She's going to find work anywhere. There's no way people with half a brain are going to leave Nixon Newell out there on the market. She's gonna be fine. But I, (laughs) I am just boggled. My mind is boggled that they're sitting around and they go, we don't know what to do with her. Jesus Christ, this company. I want to say hi to Kyle Ierson, the son of Ire. Welcome to the chat. And Ryan Smith, not to see you. John Morrison's been released. That's a, to me, that is, that's a huge name that they got rid of. And you know what? It, it sucks because it's all probably because the Miz wanted to go off and do other shit. And John was like, sure, go. Or, you know, whatever. And it's like, well, we got to go do. Here's the thing. When John Morrison came back to WWE, what was it? What is it like? Like about just about two years or a little under two years ago, he was having some fantastic matches. And he he was actually doing, like, you know, some of the usual John Morrison tropes where you're like, Oh well, Starship Pain, you know, will hit once out of every three shots. You know, all that stuff. The the, the king of parkour, like what, what the fuck, the king of parkour? What what, what does that even mean? You know, park. he's jumping off of barricades and wrestling. That's not parkour. That's wrestling in twenty twenty one. But he was having legitimate, legitimately good uh, matches. Uh, very entertaining. Uh, he was some of the. Uh, he he was doing some of the best in-ring work i've seen him do does the tag with the miz and they do you know like the stuff with the miz was outrageously obnoxious and i you know it's still not my cup of tea and it's you know the you know the music videos and the uh the, the thing that was interesting despite it all was how much charisma he did have with the miz but i think the main problem here is how Tightly wound he was to The Miz as an act. And you have the proof here where it's like, well, without The Miz, what are we going to do with them? So John Morrison and Ty of Valkyrie are no longer in the employ of anyone <laughs> at this point. And that's honestly, it's kind of wild to me. I thought, and frankly, I thought John Morrison had his spot. I thought he was going to be fine. I thought it was going to be fine. I really thought he was going to make make it to the uh, make it to the very end here of his career. I th- honestly, top dollar. Ashante Adonis and Isaiah Sorv Scott have all been released. That, uh, uh, otherwise known as Hit Row. <laughs> Look, I am laughing because of how ridiculously absurd that is. It is so. So insanely ridiculous. Where you have a Hit Row. You have Hit Row. Become a real hot commodity. On NXT. Something. Something that had people buzzing. About. About. Something happening on NXT that was legitimately interesting that was captivating that got people excited they were like oh this is actually good right and to the point where before they actually do the 2.0 transfer thing uh they the, the the lot of them get called up because that's how hot an act this was they call them up they do the they get the hype packages they get drafted right as a unit all four of them because let's not forget you had b fab who wasn't there and then b fab gets released yeah the three dudes were left and already you're sort of looking at the three and you're like well this is this is lacking a little spice anyways just this is lacking a little a little something something And then they announced today that the rest of Hit Row is gone. Or they did not announce, but they they fire them. They hit the bricks. Now, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Shane Strickland, I guess we can go, go back to calling him, and Ashante Adonis fantastic wrestlers and again these are dudes who are going to be fine they're going to get work whether it's on on the back on the indies or you know what you know what a guy like Shane Strickland uh, has definitely absolutely a spot in AEW that's a guy who is tailor-made for AEW they'll be fine. I can only marvel at the ridiculousness of this inane level of, what is it? Booking, creative, sh- shifting things around. Top dollar, though. Top dollar didn't necessarily make himself any friends. And quite honestly, he, he look, he's got a mouth on him. He can talk he can uh, he can pick fights with uh with well established wrestlers <laughs> but um he he he's he ain't he ain't as good as he likes to think he is this guy's a double, he's a pc product and that's the other wild thing right this guy's a, he's a he's a pc product born and trained in the pc is top dollar And they tell him to hit the bricks. Now, was the thing with Jinder Mahal? Was the, I don't know. But I I think Top Doll is going to find it a lot harder to find find work out there than Shane Strickland and and Ashante Adonis who are are ultimately going to be fine. And you know what? I'm the the very selfish part of me goes I am really glad that Strickland is not in WWE anymore because he would never reach the heights that his talent uh, that, that his talent um, can that uh, he would never reach the heights justified by the amount of talent that he has because that guy is amazing Want to say hello to Chris and Ashley, the first lady of the Mr. Warren show. Yeah. Popping in. How you doing? As we're talking about the newest releases. Jesus Christ. Drake Maverick's gone. Boy, oh boy. That was, uh, that, uh, tear that uh uh tearful release video from uh about uh, 18 months ago that uh that was worth its weight in gold wasn't it that was uh, that was something i feel like i feel bad for him to a degree cuz he really, you know, he really worked hard to get it. He really wanted his job back, his, his job back. And he got it back. And he was returned and then booked. And then here's the thing is that these people, Jason PS3, nice to see you, by the way. Welcome to the chat. Uh, the thing here with, with Drake is that he's not, it's not a question again of this guy this guy being, uh, a, a—it's a, not a question of this guy being a bad wrestler or being untalented. This is again another, a, another situation where WWE goes. We don't know what to do with you. No long-term plans. We'll bring we'll bring you back for the oh for the heartwarming contract sign. You know that you can sign your contract at the end of the match, and then we're all teary-eyed and we feel so good because he worked for to get his job back and so on and so forth you know this unjust WWE system yay go Drake and then they they don't capitalize on it because they could have made him into a babyface they could have underdogged him they could have done so many things and the guy can talk we know he can talk they like the comedy shit let him do the comedy shit he's really good at it that's what that's what Spud was for that's what Spud was known for It's 24-7 bullshit. It's cancer. Shane Thorne got released. I mean, look, they tried with Shane Thorne. And but again, like, did they try hard enough? Then again, they wanted to saddle him with some kind of crocodile Dundee gimmick. Maybe it's for the best. Oh, you know, kind of thing. You're like, well, you know what, Shane, maybe sure, you know, you the the guaranteed weekly checks are are nice for sure. Or bi weekly or monthly, whatever, you know, but that blows, man. And they released Jackson Riker and yeah, well, I mean, I don't know why it took them that long. That's that's my that's my that's my level of commentary regarding that uh that situation there. And Jackson Riker. Re- look, like there's two levels you can look at this. You can look at you you, you can look at um at his morality or you can look at his uh, at his wrestling, right? You can you, you can look at either. Uh, and if you want to be extremely objective and keep all of, you know, the politics out of it, right, which is fair, if you if you really want to do it, like I could, he sucked. He always sucked. Not good. I don't know why they thought that this, there was some potential, he stunk. Hit the bricks, man. And then on top of that, uh, he's a racist weirdo. So long. I can't help but look at this list though. And I still can't help but feel like this is a purging of Triple H's people. Right? Because you look at, you know, uh, you know, uh, maybe outside of John Morrison, right? But Tegan, Drake Maverick, Shane Thorne. Shane Strickland, Ashante Adonis, all clearly, you know, all people who came under Triple H's watch in NXT. All people that Triple H believed in, wanted to push on and so forth. It's weird optics again. But oh, Tabdala, how the mighty have fallen. Welcome to the world of professional wrestling. Oh, that guy, he's, mm, he's got to be, he's got to be getting roasted right now on Twitter. Something fierce. But hey, you know, look, he, you know, it is, it is a long fall from such a high horse. It really is. Be humble, guys, gals, non-binary pals humility it goes a long way makes makes you look human makes you feel like like you actually understand how things work in the world and that your own station could one day be in danger and that you might need help right i'm sure he doesn't care (laughs) that's not the point but and their budget cuts again is the reason. And of course, uh, you know, time and time again, we'll just keep, you know, we'll say it time and time again here. Uh, but it's a bullshit answer because claiming budget cuts, other than the fact that you just want your company to be, to be more profitable, but when you are a billion dollar company. When you're a billion-dollar company and you're citing budget cuts, that doesn't make sense. Unless, and this is still my ongoing theory, that you are trimming down to make yourself look interesting for a potential buyer. And again, I want to preface this, or it's not too late. I can't preface Because I've already said it. (laughs) Um, But I want to underscore the fact that I don't think. WWE is selling this year. Maybe not even next year. But I am convinced. That Tony Khan before his mandate is up. As the boss. His mandate is to. Get WWE sold to Disney, to Fox, whoever. Whoever wants it. NBC Universal. Because there's no reason. There's no reason to be dumping this much talent. And again, look, I'm. this is my... You know, if you've hear, heard me talk about this a million times, you'll hear me talk about it a million times more. Tony Khan, sorry, Nick Khan comes into the business, looks over the books, looks over, you know, the amount that the salaries that are being pushed out yearly. And he's like, why are we paying so many people? Why are we paying? A couple of months ago was this 230 people listed as talent. When there are only 70 open spots per week on our wrestling shows for talent to make appearances this guy looks at the spreadsheets and like this does not make sense and again this guy is not a carny he hasn't he didn't come up through the territories like vince and bruce and johnny he looks at this as a uh he looks at, at this as a um uh, as a uh as a as a, as a business. And he, he takes a look at it and he's like, you know what? This None of this makes sense. We got to start trimming the fat. He doesn't have some weird feud with Ted Turner. He doesn't give a shit. His job is to make WWE profitable. And I don't see any entertainment business or even a sports team, whatever, having having only spending millions of dollars on salaries but only being able to use 30% of that talent on your shows or on your matches what it doesn't make fiscal sense but this is Vince hoarding talent because he didn't want the others to get it because he wanted to starve the indies whatever you want to call it that's what he does Nick Khan has no time for this bullshit Like, thank you you're gone trimming the fat Anakin JMT left us a super chat thank you very much again Anakin he said Talk pointed out uh, this morning that hit row were announced for a tag team battle royal on Survivor Series oh this show this show this company this company this show if you want to hear me talk about Survivor Series, become a member of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. After we're done here, we're going to go, I'm going to be joined by Conrad of Everything Pro Wrestling, and we are going to do a, a predictions and preview show of Survivor Series 2021. Jesus Christ. And then on top of all this information here, Godspeed to everyone who are unfortunately, who unfortunately lost their jobs And a lot of, for whom probably ending up in WWE was a dream for them, right? And the thing that stinks, because again, like I said, most of this talent is going to be fine. It's going to be absolutely fine. They're going to find work, whether it's in the independents or in other promotions. They are going to be okay. And we're going to continue enjoying their work. But what stinks is that a lot of this talent never had the chance to make it or never had never had the backing to even pop on TV and have things happen, right? Cuz when creative, look, Drake Maverick and um Killian Dane when they had their tag team, I thought it was a very entertaining pairing. The dynamic was fun. It was a legitimately fresh take on the candy coexisting they were leaning into it that was the joke right and i liked it i thought it was entertaining it was fun then at some point they split them up oh we got nothing for you whose fault is that yeah he couldn't get himself over it was over and creative decides to pull the plug by the way shout out to elias who avoids another set of cuts and he hasn't been on the show in months. That said, I like Elias. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say, oh, you should be fired. No, I like Elias. <laughs> it's just hey, an- another round of cuts and Elias is still employed by the company. W- wild. I guess he ultimately won the feud with Jackson Riker. Anakin left us another super chat. Thank you very much, Anakin. Oh, and he says, Xavier Woods just learned about the releases live on G4. That's got to be... That's rough, man. Can you imagine? There's probably people you like, and there's probably people he likes in this group, right? And you're just doing your thing, and you learn about it live, and... Thank you for the super chat. Anakin. I appreciate it. Uh I've had my dose of WWE here. <laughs> um. I want to talk about Hangman Page's first challenger. Brian Danielson. was going to be the uh of course, won uh won the AEW Eliminator tournament. This was great here again. You know, it's a okay. So one of the rare occasions where AEW or Dynamite starts off with a segment, a promo, doesn't start with a match. And I'm I, you know, I'm still frosty on it. I understand that you know the big deal was Adam Page. That's what people were tuning in to see. It was National Cowboy Shit Day yesterday. <laughs> That's what people were tuning in to see. They wanted to see Adam Page come out with the title. And I, I can understand that. That's fine. I, I'm not a fan of your wrestling show starting with anything else than a wrestling match. That You know, you guys know this by now. This is very personal. Um, uh, But I mean, you know, the segment was effective because the idea here was for Danielson to come out and become an asshole. And that's exactly what he did. The the what I thought one of the thoughts that I had when full gear ended was like bold move AEW to go and take beloved career wrestling legend Brian Danielson and put him in the first as your first defense against your new newly crowned babyface champion Adam Page. Very bold to split the audience like that. Who are they going to cheer for? I didn't consider that they turned Danielson heel. I was like, well, how are they going to pull that off? People like Danielson so much. Look at how they're going to do this. Look at what happened. Daniel Bryan, full asshole mode. Comes to congratulate the champ. Says, uh, uh, I'm disappointed I'm not getting another shot at Kenny Omega. Ooh, shot number one. Page responds and he says, well, at least I beat... Kenny Omega in under 30 minutes ooh that's a great comeback I liked it but Danielson continues he says you know you were talking about all the the stuff that that's cowboy shit wrestling wasn't one of them right and he said you know he 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 said wrestling that's part of me that's part of what I do when I won the world championship at Wrestlemania and yes he uses the word Wrestlemania that comes out of his mouth he said on AEW when he says." WrestleMania, I wrestled the very next night. And you're sort of like, oh, Paige, you won the title on Saturday, and now it's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, four days later. And you're not, you're not, you're not defending it. And you're like, mm, okay. All right, asshole, asshole Daniel Bryan, asshole Brian Danielson, asshole Daniel, Daniel Bryanson. <laughs> yeah, like very good stuff, right? <clears throat> And I, and and look, this goes to my point earlier that I was saying that the lore of AEW is the lore of wrestling, right? It doesn't matter. We know he came from WWE. Why hide it? Why pretend that it never happened? Brian was a superstar in WWE. Well, why would we why would you pretend the opposite? Why wouldn't you say WrestleMania? They talked about Wrestle Kingdom on on AEW TV before, talked about the G1. You know, they talk about other promotions and their big events. Anyway, so I I, I like that for that. But basically, Danielson says, I hear, I, Hangman, you're very good at coming up with excuses for losing. He says, when when I beat you, when I beat you, I don't want any excuses for what you lost the title. They end up brawling. But here's the thing. This is where, oh, yeah. this is where it's been so uh, low-key wonderful and why they're able to pull this off like this. First of all, Daniel Bryan, brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, he, he showed, right? He showed that um, he is able to, on a dime, just be a cool baby face or a shitty heel, on a dime. He knows how to work the crowd on that level. Fantastic stuff. But look at this. This is the thing you have to keep in mind. What did Brian Danielson say when he came into you? He said, "I want to kick some heads in." He said he doesn't want to come around and go, "Yes, yes, yes." Ooh, you know, yeah. like, uh, there, there was there was nothing, there was nothing on that. There, there was nothing for him to come out and say. Uh, there, 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 there was. He didn't come come into AEW to be a friendly, happy-go-lucky guy. He wants to fight people. He wants to hurt people. That's what he's been saying all along. And it just so happens that he's been fighting heels most of the way. So we've been cheering for him. And we, we've been cheering for him because we're happy to see him wrestle against on and so forth. But it all makes sense. Like, this isn't a stretch. It's not like suddenly, oh, suddenly he's become villainous and now he has his beard is black and he's wearing a, he has to carry a hemp world title with him or something like that. Like, you know, nothing like that. But he does, uh, just because of that, just because of, of the fact that he's back into that, that, that he's into that mode, he can move into it harder and just be like look i don't care if you're the baby face if you're the champion i'm gonna kick your ass anyway i've been kicking everyone's asses regardless and i'm like oh, this is great this all makes sense it's a natural progression which is why we're not surprised which is why the heel turn didn't take like six weeks of build-up just like no let's do it it makes sense and i like it so now what is he doing he said ha- Uh, Until, he said it himself, until I fight you, Adam Page, I am going to kick the heads in of every Dark Order member that gets in my way. And next week he's fighting Colt Cabana. And he keeps coming back to that expression, kick some heads in, which is what he said he'd do in his first interview. The first time he opened his, his mouth as an AEW guy, he talked about kicking people's heads in. It's always been bringing back. It's always been coming back to that. I loved it. I thought it was great. Got some super chats and whatnot going on here. Thank you very much. Let's start with Anakin here. With and uh, thank you again, Anakin. Very generous again tonight. I appreciate it, man. He says Brian was also being hypocritical because Triple H made him wrestle against his will that Raw. I see, see. But look, there's nothing worse. Than a heel who's right. Because even though the circumstances, the context, right, will have you go, well, you know, uh, there's a caveat here. There's an asterisk. The heel will come after you and say, you know what? I wrestled regardless. Did I wrestle? Yes. Did I w- Yes. I wrestled. And that's all that matters. <laughs> Thank you very much, Anakin. I appreciate it. Then we have Jake Hearns. From Armbar Audio, subscribe to Armbar Audio. I don't know what you guys aren't doing. You're not. Thank you very much. Jay Kearns left a super chat. I appreciate it, man. He says, that was unfair of Brian to say. Raw is on Mondays. Yeah, I know. I know. He said, the very next night I was wrestling. Yeah, of course. That's, that's part of the grand joke of it. But nonetheless, see, that's the thing is that there's nothing better than a heel who is right you know who who he did wrestle the next night regardless and we're four nights later and hangman page did not wrestle so it 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 sort of irks at you You yeah but you know the the, your your week your promotion your old promotions weekly show was on mondays regardless you know why you know and 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 our the, the ours is on wednesday so it's not really fair it doesn't matter Because he did it anyway. And Hangman Page, four days after winning the title, still hasn't fought. You you gotta appreciate the asshole aspect of it. That's what's great. It is unfair, but it's also great. It's an unfair comparison is what I mean, yes. But thank you very much, Jake Hearns. I appreciate it. DGMC. A member for 18 months of the Mr. Warren Hay Thank you very much for that 18-month membership man i appreciate it a little off topic here but he taught we're uh, on the discord where he and i are very excited for the the cowboy bebop um uh live action program coming on netflix starting this weekend actually he said fun bebop screening screening releases kind of ruined my high yeah the, the wwe releases which so i'm glad that the that the 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 show was good because i'm looking forward to it it looks very stylistic i'm very excited to see what they're going to do with it but sucks that the releases the wwe releases sort of sort of pulled the plug there i talked about the releases in the because it was all happening live right live live audio podcasting shout out to john pollock i'm not trying to steal your thing <laughs> yeah plug nice to see you sir welcome to uh the chat uh TBS title title tournament quarterfinals also happened last night Nyla Rose defeated Hikaru Shida to move uh forward before we talk about updated brackets and we keep our discussion there because y'all know I love me some tournament wrestling I think Nyla Rose versus Shida last night was their best match so far and I know that there's a lot of people who have very very near and dear to their hearts the no disqualification match where she won the title uh and that's fantastic it was fantastic but i this match that we saw last night was probably was their tightest most well wrestled match so far the both of them together and it's good you know what's great is that we can have this analysis at this point regarding these women because they've they they have been embroiled they with each other they've had history so now we can look back on the history and go like well as the thing as things progress this was probably their best match and I love that that's the kind of thing I love to do with New Japan it's the kind of thing I I I'm excited that I'm looking forward to doing more with AEW and especially for the women's division and now we're getting the chances of doing it there's more and more of this rotation happening so the, good stuff um, and I really really think this was their best match. I really and sincerely do believe this was there. This this was the best. Uh, Nyla and Sheeta looked. Uh, you know, the DQ match was fun, but I think that the DQ stipulation was there to um, uh, as a, a little smoke and mirror-y. Let's put it that way. Some smoke and mirrors, right? That would be my guess. That would be. I think that's why. Just to cover up some some shortcomings. Nothing to cover up here. This was a great match. And I don't think Nyla Rose gets enough uh, uh, recognition for Ooh, the, yeah. for how much she has improved since AEW started. I've been on the record to say this. I absolutely. Absolutely. Be on the record with this. And you, I'm not going to hide it. I thought Nyla Rose stunk when she started. She was... I thought she was botchy. I thought she was slow. I didn't like, like, I, Nyla Rose announced her a match. I go, ugh, ugh. But she has come such a long way. She is a blast to watch. Now, her character work, she's more confident with it. Like, she's never been this good. And again, kind of, because we keep talking about Tai, 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 because Tai is such a, uh, Tai Conchi is such a, 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 a a revelation when it comes to the work that's put into the PC versus the work that's put into an actual wrestling company, right? And how she's flourished and becomes something absolutely fantastic. Now, Nyla is part of that too. She's never been at the PC, don't get me wrong. But it's crazy when you look at her right now and how much she's grown, you're like, she doesn't deserve, she doesn't get that much credit. And yet, you can tell she's been putting in the work. She's been putting in the reps. And she's fantastic. This was such a good, good match. as far as our standings go, as it stands right now, of course, um, we are getting, uh, 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 let's see here. Uh, Nyla Rose advances, so she is going to be in the, Uh, semi-finals she's going to be facing the winner of Chris Statlander and Ruby Soho now as I said Nyla Rosen Sheeta to me was the main toss-up that was the one that you questioned the most who was going to move forward now that Nyla Rose is there I'm convinced Ruby Soho is moving forward I think they want to continue to position Ruby Soho as a uh, as a big time um, baby face in the company for the women and Nothing like having your big baby face taking on Nyla Rose. I know a lot of people really like Chris Statlander, but I think Chris Statlander is fine. I think Ruby Soho needs this tournament win a little more. I think she needs it a little more. Continue to, to establish herself. Chris Statlander is over. She's in one of the most over factions in the company. Plus she's in chaos now. <laughs> she's fine. She's absolutely fine. Um. So... We'll we'll see when that match happens, but I still think Nyla Rose, Ruby Soho, semifinals in that part of the graphic of the bracket with Ruby Soho going forward into the finals. On Friday this week, tomorrow we're getting Jade Cargill versus Red Velvet. Uh, and I still think Jade Cargill is gonna go forward. This is great, though. This is great, and I love AEW leaning into it. Uh, with their w- with the promos and the the vignettes that they've been doing, leaning into the history between these two women, it's their third match that they're going to be fighting. Jade Cargill is two for two for O uh, against Red Velvet. Red Velvet is still a perfect choice to help Cargill look like a million bucks, and that's what she's going to do. That's her job. She's reliable. She'll do it. It'll be fantastic. Jade Cargill is going to go for it. But this is my little asterisk here. If you did want. To do a, uh, a, a an underdog story. Red Velvet is the is the woman to do it with. Like if you wanted to have her pull off a surprise win over Card Guild, that's instant appreciation. People will pop huge for huge for it. But I still think, like it would be a surprise. I still think Card is going forward. Because I think there's a more interesting match. Uh I, I think it's a more interesting pairing. Against Thunder Rosa, because yes, I think Thunder Rosa is gonna be defeating Jamie Hader, but it's going to slam. It's gonna be great. Jamie Hader is gonna keep taking those ridiculous high crossbodies off the top rope, where people are gonna go, oh no, be careful. Don't hurt Jamie. Jamie looks hurt. Ah, that-. Jesus Christ, she's a pro wrestler first and foremost. Stop treating, like, stop. At some point, we have to stop treating our, our pro wrestlers like they're, you know, porcelain dolls. And I don't know if it's more the women or whatever, but. We have to, we, they're, they're tough. And especially someone like Jamie Hayter who wrestled in Japan. Are you fucking kidding me? She wrestled in Japan. She's fine. She can take a high cross body. She'll get back up. She'll dust herself off and just said, okay, let's do it again. And with Thunder Rosa, my prediction is still Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargill in the semifinals. And the finals is still, in my opinion, Jade Cargill versus Ruby Soho. I'm still going with that. I'm excited to see how this uh, keeps going. Jay Cargill, Red Velvet, tomorrow night. Excited to see it. AK Germany ninety six left us a super chat. Thank you very much. He says, Im- "Imagine losing Mox and Kenny and still being this hot. I know, right? Uh, Kenny's gonna take some time off to heal to surgery. There's a rumor, like, but uh, definitely taking some time off." And he said it on on Dynamite. You know, I gotta take. I gotta go. It takes some time off for a while. I got to go. What what was it? I have stuff to fix and I can't fix it here kind of thing. I also think I want to also wonder if that's code for him going to New Japan for a bit, but he's probably going to rest. He's probably going to rest and he should rest. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you for everything. But see, that's what happens when you build people. You keep people hot, not just your top people. You keep a whole bunch of people hot. You get a really good mid card going. That's what happens. So you lose a couple of big stars. That's fine. We've got other people for those spots that people are that they're all warmed up and ready to go, and people are excited to see. Just as simple as that. Just as simple as that. I look at this, Evan Wright. Thank you very much for the twelve month membership. I appreciate it, man. He says, 12 months of running out of pops and no casuals." That's right. We're we're running out of pops, and who cares about the cat No one ever thinks about the casual viewers. Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you very much for that, and Anakin JMT. Left us another super chat, man. Thank you, Anakin. I appreciate it, man. It's so kind of you. He says Kenny has a triple A title defense against El Hijo del Vink- Vikingo correct that's coming up very very soon but that's it i mean he's, he's that's one match and then he can rest or go or go to japan i want to give a big um well look um i know a lot of people really like the main event last night and you know uh, Semi guerrero and Jay lethal and and that that's absolutely fair um I, I definitely have issues with Jay Lethal being, being signed. And this is very personal. I mean, look, there's no other reason you come here and listen than if to not hear my, my personal views on pro wrestling and how things are going, right? I mean, the, so of course, everything is very personal here. Um, but, you know, the, the signing of Jay Lethal was very weird to me. And there's it, it's really on two factors. The first factor is, yes. He is a two decades in veteran. He's very good at what he does. Um, charismatic, very good mic worker. But I, when they announced the signing, my first thought, legitimately, is what does he bring to the table that other guys on the AW roster right now can't? And and he, he, I. He there, there. There are people currently employed by that company who bring the same skill set, the same type of promo delivery and whatever uh, that uh, that Jay Lethal has. So I just I I, I don't quite get the I, I don't quite get the signing. It came out of left field. And especially when it comes to the Ring of Honor people, I'm looking at him like, look, you sign a guy like Brody King. Brody King doesn't look like anyone on the roster right now. Maybe a little outside of Malachi Black, but you know what I mean. Like he's a big guy, super athletic, throws himself around, has a very, very uh, uh, special kind of charisma and aura about him that people really dig. He stands out in an AEW locker room. Jay Lethal... I don't know, man. It's very strange to me. And lethal, well, comes with a substantial amount of baggage between um speaking out allegations from Kelly Klein from Taylor Hendricks. Kelly Klein filed suit against Sinclair because they were supposed to investigate it. Never did uh, Taylor Hendricks lost her job. I think there's something to be there's something to be said about bringing in bringing in individuals who have this type of track record who have been called out and by multiple women. And Kelly Klein said herself, "There's multiple women here, not just me." Multiple women who uh who have had experiences with Jay lethal. I think there's something to be said to bring in that guy in unchecked, who has this reputation, whether it's justified or not, nothing has been ever nothing has ever been cleared up, and these things still loom large and the speaking out movement still has a shadow, still casts a shadow, but it's not as large as we think it is. Because there's a lot of weird decisions that are being happened. It's like, oh, well, enough time has passed. People are forgetting. Is this is this a, a an appropriate message that's being sent out? And I'm stunned a little bit that AEW would go down this lane and hire someone who was very, very specifically called out. And that's on top of the fact that there are stories out there of Jay Lethal being um not being a very good person period should read up about some of the stuff that uh that ach recounts happened between him and, and and lethal so it's a strange one it's a strange one and I find myself despite the fact that you know I you know I find myself in a weird uh position to talk about the main event and praise it or tear it down in a situation where I'm like where this particular wrestler in AEW is to me feels like it's he's his presence in AEW is sending a very very strange message that doesn't feel coherent with um that doesn't feel coherent with what we expect of that company a company that was you know built from the fan base grassroots coming up that is supposed to be in tune with what fans are saying and what the fans are are excited about it's supposed to be progressive to a certain degree and in, 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 i mean you know they've never outright said it you know but they have you know trumpeted the fact you know multiple times let's say that Uh, Over the fact that, you know, Nyla Rose was the first trans uh, performer that uh, to to wrestle in a major company like that, right? And they should, because it's a big deal. And you turn around and you get a guy who doesn't have a great reputation. Doesn't have a great reputation amongst women, maybe creates a weird environment in the locker room. I I can't get excited about Jay Lethal being in AEW. I don't. For the speaking out stuff, for his, his baggage, but also for what he brings as a performer. I don't see it. I don't see what makes him stand out from the pack. I really don't. combination of things but hey dynamite was still a good show last night dante martin want to finish this on a good note dante martin leo rush christ that ruled wasn't that fantastic excellent stuff leo rush just being quick fast little man right just going you just can't catch the cat the cat's too quick and Dante Martin, man, someone on Twitter was posting a GIF of Dante Martin from a year ago when he was with his his brother tag teaming. And he has improved literally by leaps and bounds. Like very literally. He's so good at what he does. That guy's a star, man. Both of those guys are stars. That was good stuff. It was a fun episode. Guess I won't have uh, time really to dive into the uh, the Best of Super Juniors because I'm going to be wrapping this up soon as much as I wanted. Um, maybe I'll do a little something or maybe I'll go a little more in depth next week as far as New Japan goes. But as we stand right now, because it's another round-robin tournament, right? Uh, there's only one block, 10 competitors, uh, and uh, we're into day three. Night three of uh, Best of Super Juniors. At this point, of course, the winner gets a title shot at the at the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion at Wrestle Kingdom. However, the champion is in this in this tournament. El Desperado. So if El Desperado wins the block, he gets to pick his opponent essentially. And as it stands right now, uh, night three. I haven't seen night three. It's not on New Japan yet, but I've seen the results. But uh, and I was like, I wanted to watch it before getting on the show, but it's not on New Japan. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Anyway, Show is leading the leaderboard. Show at six points. Hiromu Takahashi, uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Duki, Bushi, and Taiji Shimori all tied at four points. El Desperado, Taguchi, Robbie Eagles, Master Wato, and El Fantasmo all tied at two. And yo, Show's former opponent. Coming up with the goose egg at the end, no points. Um, show is shows. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to talk about this very very soon. But show being a part of the House of Tortures Bullet Club subfaction with evil and with all the interference that they do and all the bullshit. It doesn't look good on him. And it's it's it doesn't work for me. I, I'm not I'm not leaning into it. I don't think it's good. It cause the thing is that show straight up, all by himself, was so fantastic. He was just fantastic from the get-go. He didn't need all the bullshit. Because shows he especially during the pandemic, right? Especially when he was. Christ, he was fighting Shingo, right, in the New Japan Cup and whatnot, a junior and a heavyweight, right? Um, Sho's deal was he's a junior who can fight just about anyone, he can fight with the heavyweights and give them a run for their money, and yeah, it's going to take him some time to score the big wins, but he's going to get there eventually. Yes, I also understand this part of the character development where you can be like, well, I'm going to cut some corners because I'm sick of losing. I can get that. But it's the show professional wrestling character right now is much less interesting than when he was about a year ago, which is which kind of sucks, which actually really sucks. But uh, that wraps up the Weekly Wrestling Inspection. Yeah. Well, I am going to wrap this one up for this week, folks. And remember, members, members of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show channel, come stick around. I'm going to be recording just in a few minutes. gonna be recording my, uh, my prediction show with Conrad of Everything Pro Wrestling. We're gonna be starting in just a few minutes. So please stick around for that. That's gonna be awesome. It's for members, so you can still become a member. Join us, join us in the live chat, join us in the Discord. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be a good time. Just like tonight was a good time, I had a re- and we had some live surprises with these, uh, with these releases. WWE releases happening right before our eyes. That's there's advantages to doing this live. You get to react on the fly. It's good stuff. I like it, and I hope you guys liked it too. I really appreciate all of you showing up tonight, coming in, joining me for uh, for the, the the past two hours or so. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Hope you have a great weekend as well. If you're not going to be a member and join us for the recording of the the prediction show, it'll be out this weekend. Be sure to check it out. Survivor Series predictions preview with Conrad of Everything Pro Wrestling. In the meantime, folks, thank you all so very much once again. We'll see you next time.